Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen Debuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Oh, this is a funny day right now. I'm recording my podcast sitting at my kitchen table. So if that makes you feel right at home while you're listening, you can know I'm sitting here with my coffee at my kitchen table. So it may sound a little more echoey than usual. Hopefully not. But I wanted to let you guys know this is hysterical. I'm sitting here at my table because I just launched the Bible-based homeschooling e-course and I'm so excited and this is my life. I had everything set up that I was going to go on Facebook Live tonight. I was going to go on both of my pages. I was going to um, go on Instagram Live, which I never do and I just wanted to like shout it from the rooftops and throw confetti and let everybody know that this e-course we've been working on for a while is finally ready and available. And did this is the funny thing. All day long I'm recording this podcast and it's Wednesday and all day long today I was not on the internet or on Facebook or Instagram because I was busy getting the e-course ready. And so I drop my kids off at youth group. I have the house to myself. I get everything set up so I could do these live videos and I could tell the world that the e-course is ready. And I guess I was under a rock because Facebook and Instagram have been down all day. (laughs) And they're still down, at least for me. And I didn't know why. I just kept trying to go on live and it kept giving me errors. And I thought, well, that's because we live out here in the country and our internet's terrible. But no, it's because the internet is broken today. The day that I wanted to let everybody know about the e-course. But that's all right. I decided while I'm sitting here that I was going to record my podcast and make use of this empty house tonight. And um, here we are recording the podcast, which is going to be all about uh, how we use the Bible to raise our families and how it is the most important book that you will ever teach your children. I mean, this is nothing about homeschooling. This is about raising your children to know God's word. So that was a long introduction, wasn't it? But I had to tell you that little story. Before we start uh, getting into the episode, I want wanted to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing um, resource for the Christian family. They have great resource for the resources for the homeschooling family. We have loved Apologia's um, curriculum over the years, and we love their science curriculum, their health and nutrition curriculum. We've used some of their Bible studies, and I've loved the encouragement that they provide for mothers. Um, There's lots of books over there. They just have a vast array of resources. Go check them out at Apologia.com. Also, the Bible-based homeschooling e-course is now available. You can find it at simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com. That's kind of a mouthful, right? So I will have the link, of course, in the episode webpage, and it's all over my websites at Simply Living for Him and Bible-Based Homeschooling, so you can find it there. But we are going to talk about my love for God's Word, and we're going to talk about 
why I put this e-course together. And it's like I said about so much more than just teaching your children the Bible and homeschool. It's really about building a firm foundation on God's word in our family. I believe this e-course is um, just so important to, you know, not just teach families how they can use the Bible in their homeschool, but we really need to be teaching our kids God's word. And I feel like when I say that, it's a no-brainer, but guess what? We live in a culture right now that is like a battlefield, and there are so many things that our um, kids are up against every day, and it breaks my heart. I've heard time and again when I talk to families speaking at conventions, and I talk about, you know, pointing everything back to Jesus and, and keeping God at the center of your homeschool. And I've had families come up to me many times and say, oh, you know what? I am so glad that I heard your session today because you really pointed me back to Jesus because we don't teach our kids the Bible. And that always surprises me because I'm like, what? Here we are. We're doing the thing, right? We're homeschooling our kids and we think that's going to, you know, do something magical and we're doing the things we're taking them to church and we're doing the things we're teaching them algebra and biology and we're doing the things we're teaching them how to count and the calendar and numbers we're teaching them to read and write we're not teaching them god's word we're not teaching them the most important book that they will ever need in life because if they are equipped with the bible they will be equipped for everything else in life that comes their way And I believe that wholeheartedly. Now, I wanted to talk about how our family has changed over the years. Because I could say that I was one of those moms at one time that was like, oh, wait, this is important. And so I'll share with you a little bit about our journey as well and and how the Bible has really transformed our family. And, you know, first and foremost has transformed me in my life. I've talked before somewhat on the podcast, never too much in depth, but um, you can find some episodes that I I was not always a Christian. I was, in fact, um, living in a very, very, very dark world when I was a um, teenager and a young college girl. And that all changed about the age of 21 when I met my husband. And I'm now 43. So I've been with Jesus more years than I've been without. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That makes me want to cry. Thank you, Lord. So, um, you know, I did not have this firm foundation. So praise the Lord that he just pulled me out of that pit. And he, you know, I always feel like he plucked me right out of the darkness I was living in and, and put me in the light. And so I know what it's like to live without the Bible. But, you know, that very first time that I opened up the Bible, that this dear girl who um, was like an angel to me who introduced me to Jesus and taught me the Bible, I'll never, ever forget opening God's Word. And it was so exactly what I needed at this time. Okay, I had never really opened a Bible in my life. I was brought up in church, but I wasn't taught the Bible. And so I opened the Bible and God spoke. I mean, I, it was his words. Like I knew it without a doubt. And it was like that verse. And I can't think of where it is. I think it's in Psalms. It's like that verse that says, I have found a treasure. That's how I felt. Like I I knew this was a treasure. And so right away I became really interested in what the Bible had to say. But I have to tell you that I did not study my Bible back then like I do now, that's for sure. I did not 
um, I had to grow in my walk with the Lord and, and he had to keep revealing himself to me through his word. So it wasn't like I read the Bible and, you know, for the first time and I was just, you know, in depth and, and all was right with the world. It was a process. So for anyone out there who is feeling like, wow, I, I, I'm not in the Bible as much as I should be, or I don't have a love for God's word, or I'm not teaching my children the Bible. Guess what? We've all started at that point, or we've all been at that point. And right now you can change that. You can let God transform you no matter where you're at on your walk. And so, you know, when, when we got married and had kids and I started to really get involved in ladies Bible study and started to study the word more and more. And even in our early years of homeschool, you know, I studied the Bible, but it wasn't something we necessarily did as a family. So I didn't like, um, it wasn't like we have now, which I'm going to explain to you in a little bit where we're at now. But there was a time in those early years of homeschool where I, where I started to think, you know what? This is really important. This is God's word to us. This is his communication to us. And the world is full of lies. And this is absolute truth. God's word is absolute truth. See, that's what I love about his word, right? Two plus two is always four. If you think about it in math, these absolutes, right? You can't just say tomorrow, two plus two is five. It's always four, no matter what you think about two plus two or how you feel about two plus two or what you believe about two plus two, it's always four. And that's the same thing for God. He shows his absoluteness just like that number equation. God's word says what it says, means what it says, never lies. It's always truth. doesn't matter what I feel or what I believe or what I think. It's not going to change the truth, the absolute truth of God's word. And so in this culture right now that is telling us that you can believe whatever you want, you can feel whatever you want, we can pass down to our kids, no, you can't, right? You need to believe what God's word says, and you need to measure everything you do against scripture. We need to teach that to our children because there are lies upon lies upon lies being heaped on them. They need to have this firm foundation in which to measure everything that's being thrown at them. So through the years, we decided that, you know, I really decided that I was not making the Bible a priority. In the early years of homeschool, I remember like the kids were little and I'd be rushing around in the morning, you know, trying to get everybody fed and changed and dressed and all that. And I'd be like, okay, we're going to do our Bible time. And then before I knew it, it was like 10 o'clock and we hadn't started school yet. So I'd be like, all right, forget Bible. We'll do that later. Let's do math first. And that grieves me now because I remember thinking one day it hit me like, wait a minute, what am I teaching my children if I'm saying we ha- we'll get to Bible later? We need to get math done first. That math is more important than God. No, nothing is more important than God. And I truly believe that if we start our day with God's word and we don't get to math, well, then maybe we weren't supposed to be in math that day because God had a better lesson to teach us there in his word. I truly do believe that we need to put God first in everything we do and he will allow all the other things that we need to get done, get done. So when we think that we need to put God's word aside because we don't have time, we have got it completely backwards. God's word comes first and everything else will fall into its proper time. 
And everything you do throughout your day, you look at through the lens of the Lord. And everything you speak with your children, you look at through the lens of the Lord. The way you live your life is an outpouring of your relationship with the Lord. But how can you have a relationship with the Lord if you're not speaking to him and listening to him? We do a lot of speaking to him, right? But are we listening? The Bible is his word to us. So we need to listen and we need to teach that to our children that this is God's absolute number one truth. So several years ago then, you know, we're a couple years into our homeschooling journey and, you know, I, I really started to change my perspective that God's word had to come first. And that transformed our homeschool. And then several years into that, let's see, I think my oldest was about 12. She was about sixth grade. We decided to throw out our curriculum just for a certain period of time and solely studies, study God's word. And we learned all of our subjects in school that year from God's word. Um, it was the most amazing year we ever had. And so that's what this new e-course is about. That's what this e-course that I just put out there um, this week is walking you through how that looks. If that's something you want to do, walking you through how that would look to teach your children solely from the Bible. And so that year was our most amazing year ever. We learned so much because God is the author of history. God is the author of math. God is the author of science. God is the author of words, right? Everything came from the Bible. Now, the one thing we did do, I always kind of say, is we also did use our math curriculum. I didn't solely teach math, but the Bible was our main textbook for everything else. Sure, we added resources in to supplement and to further our learning, but everything was based on our Bible study. And even some math came from it, but we didn't solely do math from the Bible. But it was our most amazing year. So other than learning tons of history and science and and geography and all that stuff right from the Bible. The most important lessons that we learned were the spiritual lessons. That year was our most difficult year. One of, up in, actually I'll say up until that point in our homeschool, it was our most difficult year because my husband lost his job. And isn't God amazing that he knew that we would need to be clinging to him more than ever. And that was the year he gave me the idea to use the Bible as our main textbook. I didn't know Steve was going to lose his job when we decided to do that. So it was really cool how, you know, we did that. And God knew that we would need to be completely focused, you know, on him and clinging to his word like no other time. So it was a beautiful time for our family. And for many years after, people have asked me, can you make it into a curriculum? Can you tell us how you did it? Can you, you know, do something that we can copy <laughs> or that we can use to do it too? And I'm like, no, I don't want it to be a curriculum. Number one, I don't believe that the way we did it is the way everybody should do it. This was between the Lord and my family. And so I didn't want to make a curriculum that then people would just copy because the exciting thing is God might have a completely different plan for someone else's family and he might lead them to do it maybe a little bit of a different way. But I also, so I didn't want to be responsible for somebody else's homeschool, you know, but I did like the idea of giving a guide and, and showing how we did this because quite honestly, when everything else was stripped away from us, I didn't have any extra money in the budget that year to go buying, you know, tons of curriculum. 
I didn't, and thankfully I didn't. I mean, thankfully I was using the Bible. I didn't, ha- I didn't have anything to go by. God is so good to provide even financially. I didn't have, um, you know, extra money in the budget to go decorating the schoolroom or to focusing on, you know, the things that don't really matter. Like, oh, I need a new planner. Oh, I need a new little organization system. Oh, I need new fancy organizing baskets. Like everything was stripped away that year from us because my husband lost his job. And I say it was the most amazing year ever because all the distractions were gone. I merely had the Bible and my children. And it was like I came back into focus. That year was a transformational year for us because I came back to focus on what was our purpose? What was the reason we were really homeschooling? For me, the academics are important, but their hearts are so much more important and really pointing them to God because who cares if they're a CEO someday or they're a rocket scientist in this culture, if they don't know God, then I haven't done my job. And I really wanted to not just teach them what the Bible says, not just know what the Bible says, because anyone can hear what the Bible says and know what the Bible says. I want them to walk in it. Third John 4 says, I have no greater truth than to hear that my children are walking in truth, right? That's an action word, walking in truth, not just hearing what the Bible says, not just knowing it, but walking in it, living it out. And I can't make them walk in truth. God does the transforming, but I will do everything in my human uh, ability and then to ask God to give me everything else I need to point them to the truth of God's word, to point them to Jesus in everything. Because that is what I believe our purpose is, not just in homeschool, but in life. You don't have to be a homeschooling parent to teach your children the Bible. In fact, every single parent, right, should be. If you're not a homeschooling parent and your kids are out there in public school, they're going to need to be equipped with the Bible, 100%, right? Because they're going to be faced with so much opposition to what the Bible says is true. So every child out there needs their parents to train them up to know God's word and not just know it. Hopefully they're going to live it. But again, that's going to be between them and the Lord, and he will do the transforming. The more you are exposing them to the truth of God's word, the more you just make it a part of your family, like a part of your discussions. What does God say about that, right? You're having a discussion at the dinner table. Something comes up. You look at them and say, what does God say about that? What does the scripture say about that? Not what does Facebook say? What do your friends say? What does Instagram say? What does God say about that, right? So, the year after we used the Bible in our family in our main te- as our main textbook, which this e-course outlines exactly how we did that. So if you want to take a sneak peek into our life, there's the e-course. Um, so it, after that year, you know, we decided that that was a beautiful thing to do for a season, but we weren't going to continue doing it forever. I really believe God wanted us to do it for that season. And I encourage you that if you're interested in trying it out and seeing how you could teach your kids solely from the Bible, just do it for a week or a month or a couple of months. It doesn't have to be for a full year. We actually didn't start out 
to do it for a year. We started out to do it for three months, but it was so amazing that we continued for the entire school year. But after that year, I felt like God said, it's, it's okay to use your curriculum again, but you'll, know, you'll always keep the Bible as the foundation of your family. And so after that year, we continued. We had gotten so used to our Bible study time, first thing in the morning as a family uh, for our school day, that we continued that after in our school, in our school, we would always do a Bible, you know, reading Bible study time in the morning first. And then as the kids began to get older, I wanted them to start to have their own independent Bible time. So now I have three teenagers and and a 10 year old, but they are all required. I should say, I don't want to make it sound like this big rule, but I encourage not to get out of bed in the morning until you have read the Bible, because that's what mommy does. I don't do anything in the morning until I've seen God's word first. I don't check my email. I don't check my phone. Not no words pass before my eyes unless God's word has passed before my eyes first. Because that sets me up in the posture for thinking on good things, right? Like Philippians 4 says, to fill my mind with the truth before I go to encounter all the lies that the earth is about to bombard me with, right? So I'm trying to train my children that I want them to own that same thing in the morning, having their independent time with God. So in the morning now, and for the past several years, the kids have all been told that they are to read their Bibles first thing in the morning. And so everyone has an app on their phone with a Bible, right? No excuses. Oh, I left my Bible downstairs. Oh, my. Yeah, at one point I said, sleep with the Bible right next to your pillow. If you can't remember, put the Bible right there. Otherwise, they have it on their phones. They can turn that on. They can look at the, um, the app. There's no excuses. And then for the past several years, we have our Bible family time in the evening. And that started a couple of years ago when we read through the entire Bible together as a family. We started sitting down after dinner every night. And first it was like a chapter in the Bible, sometimes more. Um, I would say on average it was one to two. But if they were short, we certainly did more. If they were really long, maybe we didn't even do one. But, you know, on average, it was one to two. It took us two and a half years of sitting down almost every single night. I would say in the beginning, the first two years, we hardly ever missed a night. Even when I traveled to speak, we would FaceTime each other and read the Bible together. Um, Towards the end, I I remember it got a little busy. My daughter had some activities at night and just getting home late. And so we did miss a little more at the end. But... We were reading the Bible together every single night after dinner. And so that became such a special time for us that now it is so ingrained to us that after dinner, the kids are like, what time is Bible? When's Bible time? Um, And that's what we do at night. It's just what we do. It is ingrained in our family. So after we read through the entire Bible, um, which like I said, took two and a half years, then we started doing, first we did like a little theology course, I'll call it. Um curriculum that I used. Uh, we did that every night for a little while. Then we kind of went to through different books and sort of sometimes did like commentaries and read through different books. We've done devotionals. We've done verses of the day. Always, if we're short on time, we at least read a verse together at night. The little guy, my little 10-year-old, that's his favorite thing to do. He always wants to read the verse. So if we're short on time, we always read a verse together um, and, you know, maybe have a discussion about it. Um, 
if we have the time, we do a little bit more in depth. What we've been doing now, and I would recommend this to everyone out there, especially with older ones, we're doing this um, sometimes hard stuff where we're um, breaking down different topics at night and saying, what does God say about this? For instance, um, we've done money, we've done poverty, um, we've talked about, you know, what does, let's look up the scriptures about poverty and, and talk about it. And what I found is that we will talk about these things and then we'll kind of go on to other social issues, you know, brings up a whole, a whole topic about socialism and capitalism. And so these are things teenagers need to talk about, right? Like what's going on in the world, but I'm trying to relate all the things that they're hearing about in the world and saying, what does God say about that? Tomorrow, actually, I already gave them homework. I said, I sent them some links and I said, I want you to preview these beforehand because we're going to probably talk for maybe a couple of days at least. What does God say about life and abortion and, you know, the sanctity of life? So some hard topics, but I want to talk about the hard topics with them. What does he say about gender? What does he say about sexuality? What does he say about, you know, we did money, like I said. What does he say? There, I mean, the topics can go on and on and on. And actually, I have a whole list about them. But we need to be very intentional because our kids are hearing what everybody else has to say about these topics. And if you're not teaching your children the Bible, then how do they know the standard upon which they are building their life? If we're filling their mind with the truth, if we're constantly saying, what does God say about this? If we're constantly letting them know that God's word is the absolute only truth, then the other things that they're being told out there in the world will get filtered through that. But if they're hearing the voices of the world more than they're hearing the voices of God, the voice of God through his word, all those other voices are going to sound much louder. We must give them the Bible. We must pass it down to the next generation. This generation is going, I can't even imagine what the future holds because right now I look at the headlines and I cry myself to sleep sometimes because it's just, it's in that downward spiral. Like up is down and down is up and right is left and left is right. And there's no moral standard as to which this society wants to live by anymore. And so I'm standing firm to the Bible because I know what it was like to live without the Bible and I know what it's like to live with the Bible and I don't ever want to go back that way again. In fact, I can't. I absolutely can't. Now that I know the truth, why on earth would I want to? And so that's what I want for my kids. I want them to have that truth and that firm foundation upon which to build their lives. The stakes are high. We are talking like, high, high stakes here. This isn't just like, oh yeah, you know, I got to teach my kids the Bible so I could check it off, check it off in the curriculum. We did math, we did history, did geography, and we did Bible. No, this is what we should be building our lives upon. It's the air we breathe. It's the bread that we eat. It's the water that we drink. We shouldn't be able to live without it. That's how I feel. I could not live without God's word right now. I could not live without Jesus. I want to know what God's word says. Every morning when I wake up, I can't wait to see what he has to say. 
And that's what I want for my children. And that's what I would hope for you out there listening. This isn't just about our children. This is about us too. We need, we all need this. We can't expect to have a relationship with the Lord if we're not listening to him and getting to know him in his word. I often tell the story that, you know, I would say to my kids when they were little, mommy and daddy love each other and we're married and we live in the same house. What would it be like if we woke up in the morning and we looked at each other, but we never said good morning and, you know, mommy and daddy went about their day and never talked to each other. We might look at each other when we walk by, but we don't talk to each other. And we went to bed at night, never said goodnight, just went to bed. That's what it's like when you walk past your Bible every day. You're in a relationship with God. And we don't communicate. We just look at him. And so think about that, right? Having a relationship with somebody means communicating. And God's word is his way to communicate with us. And so we want to you know, we love the Lord, we should crave his word, and we want to have that truth upon which to build our lives and then teach that to the next generation. So I'm really excited about this e-course that we've released this week. I'm really excited to not only encourage homeschoolers if they want to, you know, teach from the Bible. It's about so much more than that. It's saturating our kids with the truth because the world wants to saturate them with lies. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing this culture. It breaks my heart. And so I believe that we can change the culture. Like I get, I get despondent sometimes and I look at the headlines and I say, this is just too far gone. But nothing's too far gone for God. And I, while I'm here, while I have breath in my lungs, I will do everything I'm supposed to do to train my children to know him. And then to make him known in this culture. Because if we're training our children and the next generation about God's word, and then they train their children and the next generation, and then their children, the next generation, and not only each of those generations, but all the people that those generations come in contact with, that's a huge amount of people to know Jesus, to know the truth that God sent his son Jesus, so that we could be saved, and that there is one true God, and that the Bible is truth. So don't think of it as like, well, it's too big. This is too big of a problem. Start with your family, they're your mission field. Raise them up to know the truth of God's word. I encourage you, if you are, um, whether you have kids or not, whether you're listening and you have a family or not, you're a homeschooler or not. Don't underestimate how important it is to know God's word. So if you are listening and you're interested in the e-course, let me tell you how to find it. It's at simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com. And I'm going to link that in the webpage episode, uh, the webpage for this episode. It's simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com. And so the e-course will walk you through how we broke down each subject to teach our children just using the Bible, and it will offer encouragement. It also includes printables and uh, downloadable resources, and it also includes um, a membership. So you'll have lifetime access to the videos, and then you'll have a lifetime membership to the Facebook group, which we will continue uh, the encouragement. I plan on doing live videos in there. I plan on going in there to share 
uh, resources as I find them because actually next year in our homeschool, my little guy, he was only a preschooler when we did this back then. So I'm using the Bible as his main textbook next year. So I'll be walking this journey again. So I'll be in there, you know, sharing what I'm, what I'm doing and hoping that it can be a community that can encourage each other, pray for each other, ask questions, get advice, share your tips. I'm hoping that that Facebook group will be really important for that community. Um, this e-course is not about like, you know, buy this e-course and, you know, um, I want you to buy it right now and I'll give you all these free gifts and, and it's, you know, on a big sale. I didn't do that because I truly believe that I want this to be something you pray about before you purchase. You think about, you know, um, if if God is leading you for this. And I don't want it to be like something that is on an impulse buy. I really want you to understand the value of training your children to know the Bible. So I intend for this course to be, like I said, you get lifetime access. It's not one of those things like you have to buy it in three days, it goes away, right? You will have lifetime access. The Facebook group will be lifetime, you know, Facebook group for encouragement to be continued even after you watch the e-course because I truly believe that there is nothing more important than teaching children God's word. So thank you for joining me. Um, I am so excited about this e-course. I'm so excited that more families will be pointed to Jesus. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.